Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Well, tonight, the very first thing I want us to do, and I believe the Lord's directing me in this, and, and Pastor, have that ready, because it's right after this we're going to... But I want to... Uh, I want some people to get up and talk about what happened Monday night. And uh, so, Eric, you're going to start because I want you to tell uh, what you what caused every what got it started. You want to? Uh, well, I lead in prayer Monday night and uh, came up with some things, you know, some topics, scriptures, things that I felt like we were supposed to pray about. But <clears throat> Sunday morning, I had. You know, not only if I saw a vision, but I just kind of imagined. I just, you know, had the thought that, like, drops up here. You know, like a strip, and then kind of bulged out uh, right here, and then went across the ceiling here of just raindrops, or you know, like water accumulating and then dripping. You know, I just saw that in the service, and then I thought about it Monday morning when I was for work and stuff. And I just had the thought that I just asked people to come up at the beginning of prayer and just praise the Lord up here, and then we'd go back and pray. So that's what we did, but we never went back to, the, to, our, to our seats. So. so some other, Pam, get up and testify. Tell us, tell us about money. Come up here and talk in the mic. What happened? Oh, wow. It, it was amazing. It was, uh, we, uh, it was, it turned into something supernatural. We were just up here and, I mean, like Miss Debbie said at the end, you know, we, we did some, did you say battle or some, uh, right, right, right. And, I mean, we praised God for, oh, it was a long time. And um, it was, it was. And I was up here when I, when I first came up here, and he's, Mr. Eric was talking about the rain. You know, I felt rain on my skin. I mean, I didn't, I looked down, it wasn't wet, but I actually felt it on my skin. And, uh, I mean, some things happened in the spirit, and I, I wish, you know, everybody could have been a part of it, but it, it just changes your life, you know, it changes your everyday life to come to prayer. I mean, it, it moves things around, it moves things out of your way you know it it helps you i mean i can't say i'm not battling some things but i haven't been sick you know in a long time i haven't been like a cold kind of sick in a long time and uh i mean it's just just what happened here was just it was just amazing it wasn't there wasn't nothing natural to it you know we were up here we were talking we were praying it seemed natural, but it just wasn't. We stepped over into another place Monday night. And um, I've been kind of sort of scared to say this, but the first time, the first night that you taught on prophecy, I saw something. And I've, I've been scared to prophesy to, you know, pro prophesy. That's not right now. Come I on. won't test. Hold it. Hold it. Okay. Let me let everybody else testify about Monday night first. Monday night. Come. Okay, Lisa, come on up. Uh, this has got to be. Well, it, it was awesome on Monday night. But one thing Pam did say um, when she was talk when she was standing up here, she was feeling, you know, something on feeling, you know, she was feeling wet, but it wasn't there. So I was in the walking in between the two plants on the inside we call this the green mile and i was all of a sudden i felt something on my arm like water looking up and then i look on the ground and i say okay there's no water so i didn't even think i hadn't even thought about the rain being here took a few more steps went on down and then i felt it on the other arm and right then it hit me i said thank you jesus and the people were just looking at me. I didn't care. I'm raising my hands up in while I'm walking through there, just saying, Hallelujah, praise God. And I continue to walk and I say, Hello, how you doing? <laughs> Hallelujah, praise God. So I know that they're thinking, and the guys, some guys, you know, they were looking at me like, mm, Okay, hey, you know, we know you, <laughs> what's going on? But. 
in my car, I was feeling right. I mean, it was just like everywhere I went, it was just the goodness of God. And I'm going to tell you, that rain opens doors, just like Pam said. It opens, I mean, doors that were closed that I couldn't go through. All of a sudden, just opened like a floodgate. You know, when somebody tells you something and says, no, that won't happen for you, or no, this looks bleak, this looks this, this looks that, and you just go ahead and say, okay, because <laughs> you know better. And then some astronomical things happened, and a girl told me, she looked at me, and she said, you're just lucky. I said, Jesus. <laughs> she said, <laughs> she said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Because I'm so bold now because I, I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what a boss says. I don't care what anybody says because they didn't put me in Mercedes. God did. And God's the only person that'll take me away. Regardless what you say about me, because just because you may say something doesn't mean that it's true. The truth is what God says. Amen. All right. Who, who else? Anybody else want? As the other lady said, it was phenomenal. Um, when I was praying, I saw like a waterfall, like in a rainforest. I saw a waterfall. And as we were praying, I just saw like mindsets being changed. And then I saw like a coat coming off. And so in my heart, I'm like, what is that? And God was just saying like, characteristic like you might have a, a natural characteristic to be shy but God was like he's taking that off and he was rewashing us and giving us new characteristics to look like him and then I saw a washing of the feet the water went across our feet and it was like our steps and our, our order is just new steps just new pathway just new authority new boldness is what I saw and as I just kept praying my hands got really hot I mean, they got so hot, and I know it was just the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And they got so hot, it was like, you know, like those little hot hands that you get in the wintertime? It felt like I had hot hands, so I was like praising God, but I was like, my hands are so hot. And so it was just, I just kind of got an unction just to touch everybody, you know, and just say refresh. And so I just touched everybody, uh, and, and after that, God just kind of, he just whooshed us in. We just kind of went in for like another wave. And um, and then when we were praying, I kind of opened my eyes just a little bit and pastor was right here and Pam was standing next to him right here. And first I saw an angel right here in between them two. And then next thing you know it, within the next second, it was another one. So it was two in between pastor uh, on each side of pastor. And there were two really tall, big like warrior they were like they like roman soldiers or something like that kind of the mindset that i kind of kind of saw and i was like wow so i mean we had help as we were just praising doing what god telling us just leading us to do i just believe that god was just protecting us from any demonic forces or anything that would try to come against what we were doing because we we got over wherever we were trying to get we got over on monday i can say that and um just afterwards it was just such a peace it's just been such peace and I've just had so much joy since Monday. I'm just, I just wake up. I mean, just all day. I'm just skipping in the hall. And um, then I'm like at my desk and I'm working and, you know, and it was like a point where I kind of was getting a little tense. I say, well, my, I take my little bathroom break, my little prayer breaks. And I just went in the bathroom. I said, Lord, don't let anybody come in. So I was up in the bathroom. So I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. And I didn't know why. I just had so much joy. I had no reason. But it was just the joy of the Lord just filled my heart up this week. So it was definitely uh, a, a move of God Monday. Hallelujah. <clears throat> you want to say something? What I got out of prayer was um, in my mind, I had the appearance of a a wall of spiritual um, religious spirit while in Tuscaloosa specifically and the Lord revealed to me that yeah it looks like that but it's a facade it's it's a vapor don't worry about that he was telling me he said you know um, before where you may have come up against that and and you know got nowhere don't worry about it you're going through it's just a vapor Hallelujah. Well, I knew when I to ask everybody and uh, and uh, I knew that everybody, you know, it's kind of like 
everybody sees it different what happened and i knew that would be how it was <laughs> hallelujah i mean not completely different but different aspects of it and uh so pastor did you want to say something you were actually there too <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> praise god but uh so you know really what happened to me in my estimation was there was just a portal that just opened just right here and i just thank eric for yeah he's for seeing the rain i thank him and uh can you back this off just a little uh i just thank him for seeing that rain and then being bold enough to act on it amen because it changed if we had missed that what would we have missed oh hallelujah so that leads us to something else and that is that uh, 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 this morning or this afternoon, I don't know what it was, Pastor Eric West sent a, a prophecy to the church. And it even says in the prophecy to read it to the saints. And, and it just flows right with Monday night. That's the first thing me and Pastor noticed. So Pastor's going to come up and read this prophecy from Pastor West. Well, and you know, like everybody saw that different, like the Gospels. The four men that saw everything that Jesus did, they just all reported that they, they did. Uh, Pastor West said, I'm listening to a heavenly download in my spirit today. Jubilee, rise and shine, for thy light has come, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. It's almost as it was the war between the states when General Lee surrendered, and it took a while for that declaration to get out and stop all the war-like activity. Our enemy, given no choice, has been defeated, and activity that has been arrayed against you and River Church is ceasing in April 2014. God said to declare it to his people and shout it from the mountaintops. No more not enough, no more just enough, no more failed prophecies and holding on for a better day, the flag of surrender has been cast, and you and I can begin to pick up the spoils of war. It's, a Holy, it's Holy Ghost party time. Sound the alarm. Break out the high symbols. It's time to rejoice. Hallelujah. Let's stand up and shout. You are King of kings, Lord of lords. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's done. It is. It's here. Hallelujah. It is here. It is here. It is here. And I will tell you that two weeks ago, and it was, uh, you know, I believe it was concerning two things. I believe it was concerning some things in health with me and also, but with the church. But I was walking through my house and I sat down and just as I sat down, I saw and I just had a glimpse of uh, like the enemy r waving a white flag. I saw it. I saw that. Yeah, and I told Pastor, and I just realized that I that I had won. Hallelujah. And the church has won. Hallelujah. Because, oh, thank you, Lord. Praise God. Now, um, uh, you can go ahead and be seated, I believe. Um, thank you, Jesus. That's really good. Um. In prayer tonight, before we had a really a move of God in prayer tonight, before the service. And so, uh, man, the presence of God was here. And I kind of got a little glimpse of uh, a glory cloud. And it was all the way. It what didn't go all the way to the ceiling, but maybe up about where the TV bottom is. and it, But it was all the way across the front, a glory cloud. And, uh, and then I just had the thought... And I just want to be obedient to it that we would all just walk. Take, I, I thought about bringing you up here like we did at prayer, but then it was like, no, we're supposed to walk through the glory cloud from side all the way across. We're supposed to walk through it. Amen. And so I was thinking, well, it'd be easiest to go this way. And I said, and, but the Lord, it was like the Lord said, no, go this, come across this way and go down that way. And I was like, well, I wonder why it makes a difference. And he said, it's bigger, it's thicker on this side. 
And you said something about the rain was more on that side. So you kind of confirmed that. Hallelujah. So can we put some music on? You can put that Holy Spirit rain down. That would work. And uh, praise God. Just uh, hallelujah. Whoever wants to be first, you know, you can dance, you can run, you can skip, you can. (laughs) Hallelujah. Wait till the music starts. Let's just wait till the music starts. Glory to God. Holy Spirit. And I heard the Lord say, uh, if even if you didn't see anything or feel anything, the Bible says, blessed is he that uh, believes that has not seen and yet has believed. And so, God, you're blessed anyway. And you got something anyway. And uh, God is blessed by your believing. And one of the things the Lord showed me that I believe this glory cloud that was up here is going to increase in the weeks to come. Especially as we, as we believe and we regard uh, the things of the Spirit and we act on those things, then that those things will increase. And remember this, and the ABCs, of uh, what I believe of ministry in, in revival ministry, the ABCs of healing and revival ministry are A, availability, and B, boldness. And we're, we are getting a big dose of supernatural boldness. Hallelujah. And C, uh, ABC, A is <laughs> compassion. Hallelujah. Compassion. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, I, we're going to get into prophecy tonight. Prophecy 101 is what we're talking about. And uh, this is one of the revival cultures that this is something that needs to be in any church that wants to have and sustain revival. And we're not talking when we say revival about a three-day meeting. You know, in the past, that's what you've heard is uh, we're having a three-day meeting um, and it's going to be a revival, and people get a little zipped up. But we want to, we want, we certainly aren't opposed to having meetings, but we want revival to be more than that. We want it to be something we eat, sleep, drink, and breathe. Is that we are in revival? And I did get my revival study Bible, and I would encourage you to make an investment. That is an investment because it is just thrilling with the things that it talks about concerning revival. And uh, I think it's John Fitzgerald. Is that his name from uh, Bay of the, not Bay of the Holy Spirit. Is that, he, is he Bay of the Holy Spirit? Yeah. But he was the, you know, he was the Pensacola Revival pastor and, uh, and Winky Prattney, who's been around, he's ancient of days, been around through all the charismatic renewal and all that. Jesus movement. Big in Jesus movement, way back in the 60s and everything. They put it together, and it is very, it's it's a very big blessing if you are like me, where you want to think about revival. And so we're reading right now in uh, Luke, and it'll have commentary. Every common, every comment it makes, though, it doesn't just explain scriptures. Every comment in the commentary is how does this relate to revival? It's a pretty amazing thing that they did. And so I encourage you in that area, if you want to make that investment, it is $100 or more. It's right around $100, depending on where you order it. So they like it. <laughs> they like it. So, but, but it is well worth it to, to me. And thank you. Uh, the, uh, somebody here at the church made that available to me. So I appreciate it so much. And I know it's going to do something. It's going to not just bless me, but bless the whole church. Hallelujah. Um, prophecy this this revival culture of prophecy is getting a plate prophecy is life expressed from heaven's perspective that's what prophecy does when prophecy comes forth it brings us back in our life to heaven's perspective if we've kind of lost our focus or it if we were focused but we just need to we won't need to go to another level it, it's like a flashlight that shines on the path and say okay here's the way to the next place in God for you here's the here's the way it also uh, we've studied we studied a lot of things it does um, I want to go to uh, start tonight with 1 Corinthians 14 1 
Thank you, Jesus, for his word. It's so good. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 says, Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. So we are to desire spiritual gifts, and especially we are to desire to prophesy. So prophecy is a, um, is a, a marvelous, marvelous uh, uh, a thing. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Let's make some confessions about prophecy tonight. I'll say these things, and you repeat after me, okay? I, I encourage and energize people by prophecy that regularly flows from me. I walk in a prophetic lifestyle that calls out the gold in people. I give identity to the fatherless through my prophecies. I remember prophetic words about other people because it helps me see them the way God sees them. I wage good victorious warfare through the prophecies given to me. Y'all did good. That was 1 Timothy 1.18. And let's say this. I earnestly desire spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 14.1 is what that was. And we already read that. Now turn to John 7.28. Felt really impressed to give you this scripture tonight. And then we'll get started on more detailed stuff. But John 7.28. We're just introducing. Not right, not right, not right. Is it? Am I in John? Yeah, I'm in John seven twenty eight. Well, uh, somebody can find it on in their Bible or their iPhone or whatever. But uh, Jesus said and t- said that uh, John the Baptist was the greatest prophet until that time, but that the least person in the kingdom of God was greater than John the Baptist. So if God, ca- if John the Baptist was a prophet, and even the very least person in the kingdom of God, Luke, Luke 7, 28. Don't know why I wrote down John, but Luke 7, 28. He, won't you read that to us, since I'm not turned there. So it should not surprise you that God would allow you and even encourage you to prophesy. Amen? Okay, let's turn to 2 Timothy 1, 6. I want to talk about you know that those gifts that are in you and uh, a lot of things that are inside us of us are laying dormant would you agree and you know sometimes they're in there because and it's just not time but sometimes it's time and past time but we're just not uh we're just not connecting and and uh, getting things going we're just not putting uh, the passion and the heart behind and and you know some that behind what god has asked us to do and sometimes that's because uh we're Maybe we're in a little bit of doubt and unbelief concerning what we're called to do because we are looking at our past. That's one thing that happened Monday night that was really special is Eric said, I see us waving goodbye at our past. And by that time, we were kind of getting wasted. And boy, we were just, oh, we're just my past, you know, and I really was out there. I was like, oh, adios, sayonara, you know, (laughs) hallelujah. And I thought later, I thought. You must have been a little drunk or something, because that was pretty. Anyway, but uh, but anyway, uh, so much so, if we're going to go into this revival culture and sustain revival, we've got to once and for all wave goodbye to our past and quit letting the devil bring that thing up. Quit letting our past raise its ugly head. Even our past yesterday. You know, yesterday is gone, and we pray tonight a fresh beginning for everybody. So if you hadn't been where you're supposed to be, consider yourself caught up right now and start tomorrow or tonight when you get home and and, and now pursue with all your heart the things of God. And so that's one of the reasons we don't fulfill what God's called us to do is we're just tangled up in uh, our past and regrets and guilt and thinking we're unworthy. And Pastor talked about it Sunday morning. Jesus took care of the sin problem. And he said there's no condemnation now for those that are in Christ Jesus. And so just begin again. Now, if you're in sin, get out. Because the Bible, he also read Sunday morning that if you're practicing sin, and he listed a big long list including strife, you would not inherit the kingdom of heaven. 
one of our problems that we have with scriptures like that, because we know we're saved, and so we think, well, I know I'm going to heaven, and yet I am doing these things. But we have a very uh, low, or how do you, uh, modified interpretation of what the kingdom of heaven is. The kingdom of heaven is, you know, we talk about heaven on earth. We talk about having heaven on earth. Well, that's the kingdom of heaven operating right now here on earth. And if you're in these things, adultery, uh, strife, I can't name them all, but it's the Galatians 5, you know, right before the fruit of the the fruit of the Spirit, He gives us the works of the flesh. And if you're operating in those works of the flesh, and I'm not talking about, well, you got in strife for five minutes and then you repented. I'm talking about it's an ongoing thing. And I, if you don't, have, if you've never seen strife be ongoing, I, I tell you, there are families where strife is just, it is just a constant uh, thing. And so, uh, when you're operating in those things, adultery and all the things that live, wrath, strife, uh, and on a continual basis, you will not be having heaven on earth. That's as simple. That's as simple as I can make it. You cannot have the things of heaven on earth and operate in those things at the same time. You're going to have to put the practice of sin behind you. That doesn't mean you won't mess up. That wouldn't, doesn't mean you won't sin. But you, you will put the practice of sin and say, I'm not going to live in sin. If it costs me everything, I'm not going to live in sin. I'm not going to. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to make Jesus Lord and I'm going to live for Him the rest of my lives. Hallelujah. We ought to go over there because I'm just wallering that thing. Hallelujah. Galatians 5, now verse uh, 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. They're not hard to find. They're not hard to see. It's not like some hidden sin that you don't even know about. You know these things. And you don't, you, you know, we know when the, we know these things are wrong. Which are these? Adultery. Fornication uncleanness that's being unclean in mind or body i believe unclean in mind that's man it, that's uncleanness if you're messing around with unclean things that could be anything from pornography to uh you know hallelujah and you know there's just a lot of stuff on tv now just on primetime tv there's soft porn that's what i call it and that's that's just uh, <laughs> hallelujah. There there are people on TV and in dancing in certain ways that that is nothing. That is pornography. That is just pornography. Uncleanness, lasciviousness. Um, I looked that up one day, but it's kind of left me. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred. Hallelujah. You got hate in your heart. You just got to get rid of it. Unbridled lust. Variance. Look that up too. <laughs> variance. Anybody got variance for me? Okay. Emulations. Don't know that either. Wrath. Strife. Seditions. And heresies. Hallelujah. Praise God. You're not going to be enjoying the kingdom of God on earth Hallelujah. Goes on to say, you, in time past, that you shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Now, now, whether you go to heaven on those things, I believe if, you got, if you're saved, I can't understand somebody that's saved truly practicing these all the time. And I would, I would just say, you know, I would say this, if you are saved and you're living in this, you're taking a big chance because I can't, <laughs> I can't guarantee you that, oh yeah, you're, you're not going to have the kingdom of God here on earth, but uh, you'll, you'll still go to heaven. I'm not going to judge that. I'm going to let God decide who goes to heaven. Hallelujah. So 2 Timothy 1.6, back to where I was going. 
We got to deal with the things, though, if we want to do fulfill what God has called us to do, walk in all of our destiny. And I believe every person has a ministry. And I believe that uh, Ephesians uh, chapter 4 backs that up when it talks about the fivefold ministry. It's like for the, uh, oh, hell, hallelujah, I'm going to have to read that one too. I'm just all, hallelujah. Yeah, but it says, uh, that's the one I'm talking about. But let me sit, tell you what it says. And I think this verifies it. Uh, the fivefold ministry, verse 11, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. So you are called to the work of the ministry. So you have a ministry. You may not be a fivefold minister. That's an office. but And that's a calling. And if you don't have to sit around and wonder, I wonder if I'm a five-fold ministry, minister. No, it is a calling. You know when it happens, when you got called. And a lot of people that think they're called aren't called. There's people that are called, though, that aren't doing their will of God. They're not. Uh, I, I know some people, especially in the church in Seminole, I know at least two people I can name right offhand that I know they had a call on their life and they just weren't connecting. And so that's why we're going to 2 Timothy 1.6, and I'm going to hopefully get there. 2 Timothy 1.6 says, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. So whether that gift, no matter what kind of gift that is, it doesn't matter if it's fivefold or if it's any other kind of gift, you, you have to stir it up. You have to be the one to stir it up. Now, we can stir you a little bit, but you're going to have to keep it stirred up because, you know, um, Pastor Buzzy used to talk about people that can't hold a charge. You get them up here in front and you can put something in them, and boy, they're pretty excited, but by Tuesday night, maybe sooner, they already lost it because they can't hold a charge. That's because they aren't practicing stirring themselves up. You have to stir yourself. You have to... You know, you have to get in the bathroom and, and, and run and dance and prophesy. And you have to prophesy to yourself. You have to, you have to decree and declare that which God has said over you. You have to pray in the Spirit. We'll talk about that too. But that word stir up, if you look it up in the Strong's, it says to kindle up, inflame one's mind, to strengthen, and to have zeal. And you're going to have to keep this continually stirred. Otherwise, you're going to be this kind of Christian. Oh, we're going to have a big high, and then we're just down here. And oh, we're just like, I'm just not, I'm just not encouraged. Or I'm, you may not be depressed, but you're not encouraged about the things of God. You're just, uh, you know, I don't want to read my Bible. I don't, I'm not in the mood. I don't want to pray. I'm not in the mood. I'm just, I'm having an up and down relationship with God. And if you don't stir yourself, you're going to be up and down. You're going to have, you know, we're going to, we're going to see you up here and then we're going to see you down there. And, uh, you need to get hold of that and, and get up and get where you can stir yourself up. And then Jude chapter 20. Hallelujah. You know, uh, I heard a man say this, and I, I really kind of understand this, what he was saying. He said that when you stir up, stirring up is for maintenance. Stirring up is for maintenance. In other words, we just talked about that, so that you're not in the up and down thing. Stirring up for, is, is for maintenance, but he said Jude 20, which says... Uh, but ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost... He said that's for going forward and, and, and growing up and, and maturing and, and growing. And I don't, me and Pastor, I can't tell you how many people we know in the kingdom of God that, that and we look at them and we go, you're not growing. And we look, well, I, I've, I've asked him, I said, Pastor, has this person changed in the last five years? And he'll say, not really, sometimes. And I, I, I hate that because I'm telling you, I change nearly weekly. I change, and I've had times when I, you know, had to pull myself up by the bootstraps. And, and I, but I'm telling you, the last two, I'm not even the same as I was two years ago, and I'm not the same as I was five years ago for sure. And I don't even recognize that woman ten years ago that was ministering the Word 2004 at Word of Life Church in Coker, Alabama. I don't recognize her, 
Because why? Because it is my quest, it is my desire to grow. And you build yourself up. Build up means to build upon. That word build up on yourselves, on the Holy Ghost, is to build upon. And so we do that by praying in the Spirit. But there's about, you can look this up in your concordance, but there's about seven or eight scriptures in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 3.14 being one of them, that, that uses the very same Greek word about being built up. And we are to build up. And, uh, you know, I'm, let me give you a little tip about spiritual growth. You will not grow spiritually without gaining knowledge, more knowledge. So if you listen, and I love every person, but we have so many cassette tapes and so many uh, CDs, and then we have things we've downloaded. And I tell you, but if you're going to grow, you can't just listen to something 30 years ago, over and over and over again, you need some new revelation to grow on. And so, find something to listen to that makes you grow, that gets you excited. Oh, And I can tell when I'm like, okay, i got to leave this behind. This morning, I just put a book back in the bookshelf. Because you know why? Because when I was reading it, it's a, when I was reading it, uh, it was it was faith wasn't springing up, life wasn't springing up. I was going through the motions, and I said no, and I just put it back in the bookshelf. And you know there are there are things there are so much revelation, and I'm not talking about people just coming up with stuff. I'm talking about sticking to the word of God. But so much, but not everybody is moving. And not every teacher is moving. Not every minister is moving. And you've got to have something. You've got to have fresh uh, food in order to grow spiritually. Or you'll be stuck back in 2004 or 1999 or 1996. I, I can tell you. I, can, I don't want to tell you and I won't tell you. But I know lots of people there. And I'm like get something and you know we're without excuse anymore let me just say that because everything you need to grow it's on youtube it's on youtube and you i can't turn on a computer well that's another problem you've got (laughs) hallelujah i praise god you gotta you gotta you gotta go with the times too you got to, there's things that are being discontinued that pretty soon, you know, you can't hardly buy a cassette player. <laughs> you will have to search. You can get on, you, you can get on Amazon and you can find somebody, but, but, and there's other things that are, you know, it's like those old reel to reel. That's what we started out with was reel to reel. And then we went to cassette tapes, you know, Brother Hagen, uh, they did reel-to-reel, they, and people would bring their big old reel-to-reel players and set them in the service because no, they didn't have a sound thing. And he hurt himself one time, and I think that's how he uh, he fell off the stage, fell over somebody's big old reel-to-reel. Anyway, um, so so make a commitment tonight, not to me, but you look at yourself and say, am I the same as I was two years ago? Have I grown? And if you hadn't, you need to do something. You need to hear something fresh. And we're giving you fresh stuff here. But some of the times you look at us like a dog uh, with a new pan or a cow at a new gate or whatever, you know, they say it both ways. But um, we're giving you fresh new stuff here. And I don't mean new in the sense of we're making it up. We're just, we're constantly growing. And so we want to feed those things here. But find you something else to listen to during the week. Something different, something fresh, something new. Uh, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. I always say, Lord, you know, um, in, in Psalm 119, is all, 119 is all about the Word. And uh, he says, uh, he said he pray, there's a part of the prayer is to guide me. Order my steps in your Word. That's in Psalm 119. Can't tell you which verse. And there's about 150 of them. So you'll have to read that whole chapter. That's a long one. Hallelujah. Uh, but he, he says about, order my steps in your word. Hallelujah. And so we need that. Well, we're going to talk about prophecy for two minutes. Hallelujah. But we got to do what God says to do. 
Hallelujah. So we're talking about hearing the voice of God, and we talked about last time, which I guess was that two weeks ago. What did we do? We had a guest speaker last week. Hallelujah. Mental or spiritual impressions. Hallelujah. You know, that Eric just said, I had an impression. He didn't, uh, isn't that what you said? That there was raindrops. I had an impression. We're all having those impressions. We pick up on things. They're perceptions. There's gent- we're having gentle internal visions. Just We have the still small voice, and that's one level. And then another whole level of revelation is open visions. We'll talk about that. Angelic visitations. Hallelujah. And that doesn't mean we got a glimpse of an angel, but we're talking about an angel walks in your room. Hallelujah. That's a visitation. Visitations of the Lord, vivid dreams, trances, and being caught up in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Um, And prophetic experiences. We talked about... um, Hallelujah. Let's go on down to, we talked about uh, prophetic impressions, and we talked about that in depth. And we then we talked a little bit about having impressions in our body. That's when we feel something unusual in our body while ministering to someone. And this is one of the primary ways to receive a word of knowledge. How many of you, I think I asked this before, but let me ask again. How many of you have felt something in your body and it was for somebody else? Okay, a few of you, several of you. Okay, so that would be something. And Jesus in Luke eight forty five said, "Who touched me?" He felt it. He felt the. He f- didn't feel the touch as much as he felt the virtue uh, go out of him. Um, and that the word says he perceived. He perceived, and um, perceive means to know by feeling. Then let's get to this one, and I don't. We didn't. Come- or sorrow when praying for someone. Now, let me warn you here. If you regularly have feelings of grief and sorrow, don't trust it. Don't even trust it. You another way. But if you don't have those feelings, and all of a sudden you're praying for somebody, and all of a sudden you feel this tremendous grief, then you can say, well, you know, I, I'm sensing that you may have some grief of some kind, and then they can explain to you what, what that is, and you can pray accordingly. Hallelujah. So this is, uh, another thing is feeling compassion, great compassion coming over you. Uh, We feel what the Lord feels for someone to whom we are ministering. Sometimes we have can feel a sense of joy. Uh, That might be telling us that, you know, you know, great, you, you know, you are in a place now where you're not having this, but let me tell you, joy is coming something to that effect um also a sense of protection if you felt very protective towards someone that might be god saying to you uh for you to tell them god's protecting you you're protected in that situation that you're in uh, another thing is a feeling of shame having you know and once again if this is something you battle with all the time feelings of shame you don't need to go there and try to minister this you need to get healed from it yourself okay so feelings of saying make sure you're emotionally healed i personally do not operate much in this area i have had uh extreme compassion come on me before when praying for someone but hallelujah then i want to go to prophetic senses we'll just go a little bit longer um, you know, you have five physical senses. You have sight, hearing, feeling, tasting, and smelling. And those are natural senses. And hopefully all of them are working. If not, we want to heal. We want to we, we heal the sick. We heal you. Hallelujah. You need these five senses, all of them. Oh, we have a great testimony we ought to show sometime about a girl that had never smelt before. Ever. Hallelujah. And she didn't much like it. She got healed and she was like, oh, I don't like this. (laughs) She was like, it was really offensive to her smelling. She had never smelt body odor before. (laughs) And uh, even lotion, she didn't like. I'll show that to you sometime. I saw that on, uh, I believe it was a YouTube testimony. But anyway, um, just all you have, y'all, you have all these five physical senses, and every sense you have in the physical, you can also have in the spiritual. So we see with our spirit, we understand that, right? But did you know you also hear with your spirit? 
And I'm talking about even things besides, we, we know we hear God with our spirit, but you can hear other things with your spirit. I know two things recently, well, one was a long time ago. One time, a uh, pastor was gone somewhere, and I was praying, and he had been believing God for a motorcycle, and I just, I heard that when a motorcycle starts, when they do that kickstart, you know, not the new kind where you start with it, but that kickstart. And, uh, and I heard that, and he was gone, so I just went down and bought him a motorcycle. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. <laughs> nope, your day's gone, I'm telling you. <laughs> hallelujah. I think you were 40-something then, now you're 60-something. <laughs> hallelujah. Anyway, well, I guess, I guess older than that, right? But anyway. Got too much revival to do. And so then another time recently, I was we were praying here on, I think, a Monday morning. I was sitting right there, and I heard that it went off today at noon that, you know, every first Wednesday they sound an alarm. Y'all hear it today? Anybody hear it? And so they sound the warning alarm, and I heard the alarm. The Bible says about uh, uh, blow a trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy mountain, I'm telling you, all over the earth, Jesus is sounding the alarm. You better get right. You better get in. You better, you better, you better come on. Come on, come on. Cause we're going, we're going to get in. You know, don't miss revival because it's going to be here and, and, and it is here and it's going to be gone and Jesus is going to come back. That's exactly what's going to happen. And boy, all you have to do is watch the news and watch what Putin's doing and, and just things are aligning in the earth and what Syria's doing and what uh, all these nations are doing. It's just wow. It has never been like this. And just earthquakes, just earthquake, earthquake. I think Chile had eight or nine this week and then they had an 8.0 right off the coast of Chile yesterday. And, you know, it's just everywhere. It's not just there. You know, it's just everywhere, the signs of His coming, the signs of His kingdom. Hallelujah. And so we can hear with our spirit. So we can hear things besides um, just uh, uh, God talking to us. We can also taste. We can taste something. One time I was up here not too long ago, about four months ago. I'm sitting up here praying on Sunday morning. And no, that was smell. And all of a sudden, I smelt chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> baking. And I'm like, I know we don't have any of those in here, so what does that mean? And one of the things I think the Lord was just saying, you're home. You're right where you're supposed to be. Hallelujah. And so we can, t we can smell. And also we can smell uh, sweet, the sweet, there's a sweet fragrance. A lot of people say they've smelt that sweet fragrance of Jesus, the and some people say it smells like roses or lilies. You know, he's the lily of the valley. He's the rose of Sharon. Hallelujah. So have you ever smelt the roses or the lilies? Well, hallelujah. And then here, let me read you this. This was a testimony I read. And this is, I think it was that guy that wrote the book, uh, You May All Prophesy. He said one time he had a weird, he smelt a weird smell right before going to bed one night. And he asked God. And the God told him, this is amazing, that a virus had been released by the enemy to make them sick. And he prayed and resisted it. And he was living in the basement of a family who had let him live. Him and his family were living in the basement of another family. And, uh, and he prayed and he bound that and he resisted it and he told it to go. And his family was well. And the next morning, the family upstairs was, stairs was just doing all the things. It was coming out every, every end. They had that virus had got on them. So he told, and this man was a pastor upstairs. He told him, and he said, well, why didn't you pray for us too? And he said, I don't know why I didn't think of it. And it's like, I would kick him out of my basement, wouldn't you? But, have you know, that is amazing that all viruses are not contagion. That was a demon spirit come. Is that is that amazing or what? I, uh, I was amazed by it. And then, of course, we can feel things. Maybe you felt like, well, we felt rain. We've had several testimonies of that. But felt like something touched you or felt like something brushed past you or, you know, had some sort of a feeling. And uh, that's a, so uh, 
And then another thing, and I'll just close with this, but when you, you, we don't realize this, but sometimes when we meet someone and they remind you of someone, or we see someone in the grocery store, and that reminds me, the other night we were watching TV, and we said, well, that reminds me of Don Kaywood. Of course, he was on TV. Some other guy was on TV, and I'm like, and Pastor said, yeah, uh, something about him just reminded us of Pastor Don Kaywood. So, um, uh, but when you're with, when you're in the grocery store or when you're out in the marketplace and someone reminds you of someone, this is what the guy that wrote that book said. He said uh, that oftentimes it means that God wants you to minister to them. It's a clue. It's a clue God's giving you to minister to them. And sometimes it'll be that they might have a similar calling. Or maybe if you, like if you go, well, that reminds me of my uncle. And my uncle has cancer. And he said this happens to him all the time. And he will uh, go up to the person and say, sir, do you have any, do you have a physical or a sickness problem, you or your family? And, and they say, well, yeah, I've got cancer. Well, there you go. God was tying you in. And he said all the time, this is what happens. He will pray for the man. And then when he gets ready to walk off, he'll go, that doesn't look, that's nothing like my uncle. Doesn't look anything like my uncle. But the Holy Spirit was trying to give you a connection by causing you to see something that really wasn't there. I thought that was really, really good. Uh, Um. Is sometimes it's just an open. Sometimes it's not to do with sickness. It's just an an open door. And you know, can you know, you remind me of my uncle that lives in California. And the person might say, "Well, I used to live in California." And you just say, "Well, you know, I don't know why I felt so drawn to you, but do you mind if I pray for you and then pray a blessing on them and just see what God will do?" Hallelujah. We don't. You know, you don't. People don't have to have a need for you to pray for them and make a God connection with them to give them an ex- They need an experience with God. They need to feel the power of God. They need to feel the Holy Ghost. They need to experience His presence. And, you know, let God work through that. Hallelujah. But we need to be, what? Available. That means when we go to Walmart, we're not like, oh, I'm in a hurry. i got to get these groceries. And we just mow over everybody. And I would have been one that would do that. So I can say that. But, you know, we need to be available to God. We need to be bold. And we have to have compassion for people. You know, and if we, and I, you know, compassion is, some people got compassion when they were born. And they just come out of the womb with compassion. And boy, they're, but I didn't. I didn't come out, it was like, you know, I came out of the womb saying, straighten up and fly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hallelujah. <laughs> I did. And sometimes I know you hear me saying, straighten up and fly right. Hallelujah. Get a grip. Shake it off. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't say I always do that myself. You know, I may be at Pastor Edwards going, oh, but I'm like, that just naturally was what wants to come out of me. But we can pray and ask God to give us compassion. And if you have too much compassion, you need to ask God to give you a, a probably get a grip. Because <laughs> there are some people that don't need your compassion. You need to tell them, straighten up and fly right. I told Pastor this past weekend, and you know, he had opportunity with counseling. And it's like, and counseling, just, you know, I'll just tell you from experience, and other pastors say this across the board, does very little good. Does very little good. You know when people change? When they want to. And my, you know, and this person, this is not somebody in the church. This is somebody that doesn't attend this church. But they're calling, and they're always, well, I'm going to get it right. And I'm going to do it this time, Pastor. And I'm going to, you know, and those those people from the jail and stuff, sometimes they, you know, and I'm going to get it right. And I'm like, and, and I Pastor comes home, and I'm like, no, they're not. No, they're not, because first of all, that devil that's in them is not going to come out by counseling. 
And number two is, you know when you're going to get it right and you're going to change? When you fall on the ground in a heap with nobody around and cry out to God, that's when you're going to get it right. And I'm not saying we can't ever help people. But I'm talking about, you know, I'm talking about deep heart change. Even then, even when we help people and we give them good counsel, most of them just go home and do the same thing. You know, they don't ever change. They're looking for magic. They're not looking for anything else. Huh? Yeah, 32. 32 years. And, uh, you know, fall on the ground. And I'm not talking to you. Of course, we want to counsel anybody in this church that wants us to counsel them. If you need us to pray, but, you know, really what that involves is us all praying together and you hearing God for the answer. But we can help you pray. But when you, when you are addicted or you are got problems, the best thing you can do is fall down and cry out to God. And I'm telling you, He'll show up. You'll get delivered. And until that happens, hallelujah. But now I do pray for compassion, Lord. Hallelujah. I do. I really want compassion. I want the compassion of Jesus. Hallelujah. But you just look for counseling in the New Testament. Or the old, and see what you find. Hallelujah. Jesus said, go and sin no more. Hallelujah. Praise God. Pastor, come and finish up. Well, that was fun. That was fun. Church ought to be fun. We got some things coming up this spring and summer that are going to be real fun. Can we get some ministers? We got, we got, some, we got two coming in that you're going to be glad about. The stone throwers are coming. They are. They're coming in uh, first weekend of May. That'll be a Mon Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Monday night. First weekend of May, whatever that is, fourth and fifth. And then uh, y'all don't get mad at us for booking Wynn Goss in June. He's coming. He's coming on a Saturday, the 14th, and Sunday morning, Sunday night. That's all he can... He's going to Florida. He's winging it from California or somewhere, going to Florida. And we snagged him, so it'll be the 14th and 15th of June. Of course, we're going to tell you all about it. But anyway, don't, don't be lolling around that weekend and booking a boating trip when it can be either one. Go on Tuesday. Hallelujah. Well, I'm telling you, you can't lose with the stuff we use. We've been, we've been financially, we've been, all of y'all, us, the church, we've all been passing the test. Have y'all been passing the test? Hallelujah. Where we refuse to say it's me and my wisdom and good looks that have got this wealth. We've been saying, no, it's you, Lord, that have given me the power to get wealth. And when you, when you give thanks to God and tell him he, he's the source, I'm telling you, it'll happen. So if you need an envelope, if you're giving tonight, you need an envelope. And uh, just raise your hand, make a funny sound, uh, turn in your seat, whatever you can do. Well, actually, we're going to give everybody one. It, amen. This may be the last service. We don't have to have air conditioner. The pastor at River Church always wants to have one month of no utilities. <laughs> Well, between between winter and summer, it's that's when I try to get a month in. No air conditioner at home yet. We're trying. Praise God. You don't know, and I and then you could by revelation, the Lord could show you what happens in your life because you give consistently. You're extending your life towards God. He's able then legally to extend his life towards you. And when he does, everything good happens. It's just good. Lisa was telling me all sorts of stuff that was that's happening to her. And we'll turn her loose sometime, but not tonight. Hallelujah. Let's celebrate this seed. Now, attach worth to it. Say, this This is important. I'm not just writing out a check, you know, Alabama Power or, or whatever. This is a holy thing. This is... If you'll attach that to this, this is a holy thing. This is me connecting with God. This is my faith released. I'll tell you, you'll change your future. You'll put the devil on the run, and you'll lock him out, 
and the covenant will show up in full power. Lord, we thank you tonight that seemingly this simple thing we're doing, a dollar here, a $10,000 there, whatever it is, Father, and I do prophesy those things, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, it changes our future because we are covenant people. And Lord, we enforce it with our giving and enforce it with our words. So all together this evening, we say that this is a holy tithe. This is a holy offering. Lord, it is changing, transforming my future because it's putting the covenant in place of natural human law. So we thank you tonight. Hallelujah for favor, for increase, for, for jumping over what's natural. And Lord, thank you for the promotion of the Lord that is ours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, glory to God. Hallelujah. We are having an exciting spring and summer. I can tell you the scripture came up to me about Galatians 9. You know, we've been saying it for three years that you'll reap if you faint not. Don't get weary in well-doing. Don't backslide. Don't give up. Don't stay steady because there is a season. And we believe from what the Lord's been saying lately that we have kicked into that. March and April was the beginning of a new season for us. Y'all agree with me? Amen. I bless you now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.